quit being the world's best kept secret. Your time is now. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Millionaire Woman Show podcast, where we bring you guests from around the world that are going to take your life, your business, or your leadership to the next level. Today, I have a special guest. Our paths have crossed at an event, and I'm so grateful to have her on the show, Jackie Rainforth. She's an award-winning sales expert, facilitator, sought-after conference speaker, and she has achieved enormous success as one of the few outstanding professional saleswomen to make it to the top in a male-dominated construction industry. She is the founder and CEO of nationally acclaimed Rainmakers Business Solutions, and now this magnetic RBC woman of Entrepreneur of Canada Award nominee is a much sought after trainer, woman empowerment and motivational conference speaker, sharing proven strategies, sales strategies that will take you and your team's performance from stalled to unstoppable. Tips for women to overcome the confidence gap and imposter syndrome so that they can be more successful in navigating those careers upward. And she shares her near-death scuba diving incident and how the experience and lessons that she has learned that day will help you move forward and live a better life. Author of The Badass Guide to Superstar Selling, Jackie's superpower is helping you take your sales from stalled to unstoppable while being more... Just hang on a second. Long one. (laughs) (laughs) While being more confident, successful in business and in life, please welcome Jackie Rainforth to the Millionaire Woman Show. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. Thank you, Jennifer. You know, our paths crossed, and you know, I've been watching you on social media, your sales. I would like to call it, you have this presence that really captures people and draws them in. And when I was looking at the title of your book, it was like badass and superstar. (laughs) Very powerful words. And I'm like, I got to talk to this woman. Many people need to hear this woman. thank uh, Thank you for coming on. Well, thanks. Yeah, the title of the book was a little controversial. People are like, oh, I don't know if you should be using the word badass. And, you know, in a corporate forum, I don't know if that's acceptable. And finally, my publisher said, you know what? It's all good. It's good, you know. You know what? I personally think, you know, it might not be part of the C-suite language. (laughs) However, (laughs) um, I think internally, I think all of us want to think that we have this little edginess that yes. uniqueness and that's you know when I think of badass I think it's it's an edgy thing to have and it's being willing to do things other people wouldn't do but I would love to what is your definition of the badass well I wrote it in the book here's the book badass guide to superstar selling and on page eight this is what I said 
So I looked it up and there are a lot of definitions for badass, but it is a general term used to describe behavior that is fearless, authentic, compassionate, and ethical. It is well above the standard for normal behavior. Exceptional and excellent stays true to themselves, not being fake to impress others, does not give up pushing themselves for better, no matter how hard it gets. And I think, you know, when we look at people in life, um, those who are courageous, those who are willing to, to be badass, those are, those are the people that, that really rise to the top. So I think that's always been my inspiration. It's kind of like Beyonce being fierce, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I, when you say Beyonce, every time I think of her, I think of the song, I was here. Oh. It's just like you, you put yourself in this place and you show up, you show yeah. up as this badass, also known as high achiever. Yes. But what I also heard when you were describing that is Napoleon Hill, desire backed by faith, oh. where you're being true to yourself, you're being fearless, you're being authentic, you're being all those things. Right. But a badass truly has a desire and vision and mission of what they're going after, but it's totally backed by faith that they know what they're doing. Well, I think, <laughs> yeah, it's important to, to just have that belief behind you in whatever you do, whether it's setting your goals, whether, you know, because there are days, Hey, let's face it, being an entrepreneur, being in sales, it's up and down. It is not a straight journey from A to B and it can be really, you know, there are days where it's really tough. And so I think it's nice to always have that belief behind you. Yeah, definitely a roller coaster. You know, I think, you know, entrepreneurs, we face so many different of those highs and lows that you talk about when those victories, they're high, they're high. Yeah. And when they're low, they can be low. We want to make sure that the valleys don't go too deep. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So we don't go there. So I want to know what's your why? Like, you know, you have this near-death scuba experience. Yeah. And yeah. your why, you know, being an entrepreneur, what pulls you up when you're in the valley? Well, what happened with the scuba diving incident was that I went out, my husband's scuba dive before, and I thought, well, I can do this. It's easy, right? And I did all the steps, but when we, we went out for the deep dive, what deep dive, it wasn't that deep, it was 45 feet for those people who, who scuba dive, but me being a newbie, 45 feet was a big dive, and down we went, I had all the gear on, someone said, hey, Jack, let me, you know, he had an underwater camera, took my picture, I thought, oh yeah, I want to remember this moment, what I didn't realize is that him and my husband turned around and started to swim off, when I turned to go, I couldn't breathe, and I was terrified um but you know that whole training comes back to you and you think oh okay I can do this right because I'm badass I can, I can right. handle this on my own yeah I tried to do, blow up the regulator like they teach you to and of course it, it didn't work um I tried a couple times but I could feel my lungs feeling feeling I ended up crossing over and seeing the light but I got a message that day and the message was Jackie you haven't been listening to the signs and signals You've been blessed with many gifts and talents. You need to get out there and help people feel more confident, successful in business and in life. You have a new path ahead. I ended up, you know, they ended up, uh, long story, but I spent three days in critical condition. But I thought about that message and all the success that I had had selling previous to that 
really became hollow. And that became my why. It's, it's the motivation. It's my driver for helping other people, for helping people be more successful and confident in selling and in, you know, and in life, whether it's the women empowerment speaking, whether it's sales, whether it's business, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's my why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think people need to realize when they have that sense of why that they really need to own it. They really need to believe that that is truly their mission, like with conviction. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm helping some clients currently that I'm doing succession training, leadership and business development with clients as, you know, the sons are taking over the business. And I said, one of the first things I said is what is your why? And we delve deep into it. Why are you doing this? Because there are days when you're not going to want to continue. There are days when you're going to want to throw in the towel. There are days where you're like, I can't do this. I can't handle one more day because that's what life as an entrepreneur is about. And I said, that why you, you know, on those days, you remember back to your why, because it's the why that's going to pull you through and get you to the next day. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I think about, you know, what you've shared with them, it's, it's kind of like that, that onion, let's continue to dig deeper and deeper. I uh, laugh thinking about it, but I remember my dad years ago, um, he had quit farming and he'd gone into chemical technology and he was at his first ever job interview. And he was talking about the interview, they would ask him a question and he, he, they'd say, why? And then he'd answer and they'd say, why? And then he'd answer and they did it again. And he's like, look, I don't even know what else you need. (laughs) There's no more I can give you. Right. But that's the point that we need to get to that. It's so embedded. And sometimes I think we can't often for some people can't articulate it. It's just a deep knowing that this is that mission. And I think I had goosebumps, you know, hearing you share that this message came to you and what a gift that is because there's so many people looking for clarity of that. Why? Mm -hmm. So when you were working with them, what did you do to help them get clarity on what that why was? Well, you know, it's just about digging down. It really is. And, and people do know what their why is eventually, but it's about asking the right questions and really, you know, kind of pushing that emotional boundary to, to really find, you know, it's almost asking those difficult questions and, and really pushing on, you can see when people, you know, pull back or move forward in, in what they're revealing to you. And, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's just asking those tough questions, but they were great. They were great. They yeah. knew what their why was and, and, you know, we zeroed in on it pretty quick. But, That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And what a driver that is, you know, for, to people have clarity on what that why is. Um, I know for myself, it took a signature presence article that I had to do when I was taking my coach training. Mm -hmm. And it came back from an event that happened when I was eight years old. And it was really about understanding that I'm here to share my gifts. And my job in the world is to make sure every single person is sharing theirs fully. Because I was told that now was not the time to share my gift. And I had buried that message for years. And that's why I think it's so important that people stand up and this is my why, this is my why, Mm -hmm. and really dig into how important that is in driving, whether it be their life. For some people, you know, they, their clarity is that they want to be the best teacher. 
Right. You know, and making sure that children all get taught and know that they're loved and valued and appreciated. You know, another person, it might be that they're a baker so that mm. people are having, you know, fabulous food. So I want everybody listening to understand that you're not going to have necessarily the same why. No. From no. person to person. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you have that as a driving force in your life, do you have something like in your office or something as a reminder to remind you each day of what that why is yeah do you remember uh, i told you i had a picture taken just before this all happened yeah that picture is on my is my screensaver so awesome. every day multiple times a day i can i can be yeah. looking at that photo yeah yeah so and, and how important do you think it is for people to have you know uh, whether it's a why or positive messaging around them in their environment. It's everything because mindset drives action. And if we've got a positive mindset, you know, it, that's what's going to keep us going and moving in the right direction. If we are, you know, depressed, sad, glum, not positive, negative Nelly, uh, it's, it's, you know, that's where you're going to go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's interesting, just before we came on today, my, my daughter was having this discussion with us about having a realistic mindset. And, and, and I said, and how does that serve you? <laughs> you know, so we were having this discussion. So I love how you, you know, it does drive action. Okay. Mindset is everything and the power to understand some of those messaging and have those reminders, whether it be affirmations or quotes and, you know, pictures, especially that picture is a reminder that this is my mission. Yeah. When I owned my own company, I used to keep um, a ship in a glass bottle on my desk, like just above my desk. Yeah. And I will never forget it because it reminded me that as a leader, you need to lead. It's just like a pi the pirates on the big ship. If you don't lead, you're going to have a mutiny on board. And so I'm, I'm big into all of that stuff, those little reminders everywhere, yeah. you know, and the, uh, yeah, just all of those things. I'm a huge believer in all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's fascinating. I, I love talking to women about their offices. Cause I know one of the coaching clients I've worked with, you know, we talked about the impact of the environment in, mm -hmm. and not only who you surround yourself with, but the environment you create for yourself, is it conducive to making you feel successful? Yeah. You know, it's been your experience, even in the places that you've worked and shared. Well, I, I know for me, if I have chaos or if I'm not organized, it's, it's not good for me. You know, I need light. I know that's a big driver for me. I mean, some people have different, you know, different beliefs. Uh, yeah. I, I like, I like those little reminders everywhere. I like having things close at hand, ready to go. I, I mean, I don't know. And I like a nice space. So like I have a home office and I, I made my husband wallpaper it for me in beautiful wallpaper and I've got a beautiful mirror up and I, you know, because it's my space. I have a vision board. I, those are my things that have meaning to me. And every woman should have a little bit of them everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And when yeah. you're able to create that space, it's like creating that Zen place where you you're not only safe, I don't know if it's the word safe, but you're free to be creative, free Absolutely. to have that innovation, right? Yeah, yeah, 
especially if had it, if you've had a good sleep the night before. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, those entrepreneurs, they have those long hours. <laughs> Monkey brain in the middle of the night, right? The, yeah, and have that paper at the bedside. Yeah. So you don't yeah. miss a beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's jump into a little bit of the superstar selling. So I know that, you know, new entrepreneurs, um, seasoned entrepreneurs, even, you know, when people think of selling, I think often the first thing that comes to mind is phone calls. Uh, cold calls particularly and it makes them nervous and might oh let me go work on marketing instead or you know doing some social media design and those sales calls are so important or those sales emails which which are you finding more popular is it still the calls or is it reaching out by email and how can they make themselves a little bit more comfortable well, there's been a real shift in selling, especially, you know, lead generation. It's moved to, of course, remote selling. We have to learn how to do that. And social selling. I've been getting a ton of interest in my social selling programs because you, as you saw in LinkedIn, I'm, I'm there. I'm posting three sales tips a day. I'm doing a weekly video. I, you know, I'm always engaged and things are happening. And, and it's the new way of warm calling. When people see you, they recognize you. They recognize your brand. They know that, you know, you're staying top of mind with them. When you actually do go to pick up the phone to phone them, they, they already know you or they feel like they know you. And so I think setting up warm calling is probably, you know, through social selling is the big thing. And, and even, you know, with certain campaigns, you can do email campaigns, you can do social media, like LinkedIn campaigns, there's lots of different things that you can do. Um, but again, it's even when you do say reach out to people on LinkedIn, the first thing they do is check out your profile to see who you are. Mm -hmm. and maybe your website if you've included your website and you've made it simple for them to find you right so the biggest mistake that people make of course is they avoid the tasks that they don't want to do or that they don't feel comfortable or confident in and that is always lead generation always <laughs> I you know I have a little program I call it um, chunk and plunk you chunk your time and you plunk the activity in and you just do it. And, you know, because if you don't do it, it never gets done. It never gets done. And I see people, you know, professional salespeople who've been doing it for years and they'll just go from job to job, hoping that they don't get caught because, or discovered, I wouldn't say caught, but discovered because they lack that confidence or they don't have a system that works for them in terms mm -hmm. of generating new leads. But as entrepreneurs, it's really important because that is your, that's, that's, you need that consistent, you know, flow of customers coming in to keep a consistent flow of cash flow. And, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's, you know, common in everything in life. Like, are you going to do things randomly yeah. versus consistency? Right. Exactly. It is. And, you know, I tell people about social selling. It is all about consistency. It's, you know, do I always have great things to talk about every week. And, but I've been doing it for years. Every week I try to get out there and, you know, try and drop a, a, a little tip on something and selling. And I think, especially for entrepreneurs, it's the, the programs, the systems, the processes are important. And people, especially if they're not professional salespeople, if they are entrepreneurs, there's this feeling that selling is sleazy. 
Mm-hmm. Telling, you know, that someone's trying to push you into something. It's those, like you said, those annoying phone, phone calls. But I try to look at it in a different way. One, I make selling simple so that it's quick and easy, you know, step by step. It makes it, I, I've just simplified it so much. And the other thing that I do is that I give people the confidence so that they don't feel like it's sleazy and selling isn't these days selling is about telling it's about educating and informing and you know trying to create a collaborative relationship that creates a win-win it's creating a vision it's you know it's so much more than the bad the bad selling that's out there the bad selling that's out there and there's lots of it I mean who hasn't been to a timeshare presentation Mm -hmm. yeah and it's really about the relationship because, you know, we see people that they do with a transactional relationship and they think, oh, one and done versus the relationship of extending for when the next need occurs. Yeah. Well, and it's like realtors. How many times have realtors reached out after they've sold you a home? I mean, it's the biggest purchase you'll ever make in your life. Not to say they're all like that. Please don't think I'm generalizing timeshare and realtors. And, you know, I'm not. It's just that you know, so much of the sale is in the follow-up and in the relationship, like you say, that that's built afterwards. 24% of the sale is in the follow-up. And yet sometimes, it, yeah. you know, that's even it, that connection might be, Hey, you know what? I forgot to tell you about somebody who would be interested in your service or asking for the referral or, or, you know, getting a testimonial, keeping in touch, staying top of mind. So the next time, you know, they decide to do something, they're going to think of you and go to you doing something that's unique and different. I, I mean, you know, there's lots out there that people can do to, to really kind of rise above their competition. So for those people watching and listening, like if you're watching, you're watching us on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening, we're on your favorite podcast player. Um, Jackie, can you just explain for some people that, you know, who might be just, you know, interested in learning about business or just started a business who might not understand what social selling is? Okay. And maybe three steps to get three tips to get started. Okay. Easy. Social selling is engaging on the social media platforms. So if you are in business, LinkedIn is really where you want to be. It is the cold. It is the new cold calling. It really is. Uh, Depending on what your business is and where your market is, it could be Facebook. It could be, you know, whatever platform you work with, but there are a few things that you need to do. One you need to engage. And so often people don't, they're afraid to put themselves out there. They're afraid to write a comment, but if you want to get recognized, if you want your business recognized by somebody, the easiest thing you can do is like, or make a comment. And with the algorithms that are out there today, it's about sharing. If you share their post, that's where the person, you know, that actually did the post is going to get the most benefit. But that's step number one, I would think is start engaging, start sharing, liking posts, you know, and, and commenting on somebody's posts. The second thing that you can do is start posting yourself. So start putting things out there. Let, you know, you can go to canva.com, right. And create all sorts of posts, depending on whether it's Instagram or, or Twitter, wherever you want to be, there are different sizes. So, you know, Uh, but you know, once you go there, you can just start putting little things down or putting out photos or talking a little bit about, you know, what you do, what, how you differentiate anything. Here's the thing though. If you put a photo out there, it gets two times as much engagement as just text. So always have a photo attached. Even if you Google it and go to images, get your photo. 
and video is the new thing. I mean, those millennials, they love video. Everybody loves video, right? You get five times as much engagement with video. So what, what does it take for someone? I, I know that you have, and I have, you know, done video in various formats, but you know, it's that overcoming the fear of being on a Facebook live. Oh, huge. Well, and their timelines. So Facebook live should be typically no more like around a minute because people aren't asking to go on Facebook live. You're kind of giving it to them. Uh, something like LinkedIn, you want to stick to like two to four minutes. Two minutes is really where you want to be. And when you get onto YouTube, people are purposely going there to see videos. So you want to be at least five or six minutes, if not 15. Like you want to be, you know, substantial on, on YouTube. So that's a little tidbit of advice there. I think the one thing that really changed it for me in terms of getting out there was to know that it's, as uh, a dear friend of mine said, Karen, she said, it's not about perfection, it's about connection. Mm -hmm. And people want to see, you know, I'll be doing a video and then I'll go, oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, back up, you know, or back the bus up or, you know, it, it, all those quirky little things, that's what people love. And it's not about perfection. They really want to get to know you and what's important, you know, who are you? you know, what are you all about? What is your company about? And they want to know that you're not perfect. We're tired of advertisement and marketing that, that just shows this ideal perfectness and people don't trust it anymore. We've got the lowest social societal trust levels in the history of the world. Too many things have happened and selling, you know, yeah, people just don't trust anymore. So they want to see imperfection. Yeah. Really. And that makes you relevant, right? And relatable. Those are the big things because when people see, you know what, she's just like me. It's, yes. it's okay, you know. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, I mean, there's always going to be those people that, you know, the haters or the, you know, the, the people that are, don't say the nice things. Although I have to tell you, I've been doing this for years now and I have only had two comments, two negative comments where, you know, and, and even then it, it was nothing like I, you know, I just reached out privately and said, Hey, you know, just so you know, and typically if it is a bad response, you don't want to even engage because there are some people that want you to, you know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're fishing for a fight. <laughs> they're fishing for a fight. Yes, exactly. But I've been really, really blessed, really lucky. Maybe it's the forum. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being goofy. I'm not sure, but it's, I've been very blessed that way. Yeah. And, and I think people, you know, get, they get so worried about who's watching, how am I going to get judged? And I, I want to share that, you know, there's going to be judgment no matter what, mm -hmm. but be yourself. Cause the person that you're wanting to attract the person who you need to resonate with is the one who's going to notice. Yes. And yeah, that whole thing about judgment. I mean, there are still days where I hit send and go, Oh, here we go, right? <laughs> I hope this is okay. But you have to, to understand that, you know, you need to be confident in the fact that you are the expert at what you're doing. You are, you do no more than the average bear. And you know what? You're being courageous and badass for putting it out there because leadership, I believe leadership is all about courage. It's the courage to speak up. It's the courage to do things that other people won't do. And you know, I have that little saying for entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs do what most people won't so they can live life like most people don't. And, you know, it's about courage. 
And when you get your, when you put yourself out there, when you put out a video or say something or do something, just remember you're being a lot more brave than the other people. So I find that so important that people realize that entrepreneurs will do what other people will not do. And those who are badass are willing to do what other people won't do because of the why, because of how important it is. And they know the difference it's going to make in the world. And if they hold back, we don't have that influence in the world. And when you look at all the businesses that have ever started, they're all entrepreneurial, you know, we need everybody's position. You know, I know I've talked to people, I I only work at the makeup counter. You're important. (laughs) I'm the janitor. You're important. (laughs) Imagine if you weren't there. Yeah. Makeup is, they say that makeup, it will be the last thing that people give up if the world should ever come to an end. (laughs) I can believe that. I believe that. Yes, makeup's very important. So Jackie, what is one of the biggest sales objections that you have heard that people face? Oh, there there are lots of objections. I mean, you know, there oh, there's so many. It's hard to say which one's the biggest. I guess price is the biggest one. Yeah. And I always, you know, there's a purchasing process to selling. One of the things I always tell people, listen, the first thing, if I, if you've got a product, the first thing I'm going to say to you as a customer is how much, and you have to prove value before you talk price. And you could easily just say, Hey, listen, I need to ask you more questions to find out a little bit more about what you're looking for, because I've got lots of options. I want to make sure we find the right fit for you. Or you could say, you know what, would you mind if I take a minute to tell you a little bit more about, you know, the the things that we provide that'll really, you know, either improve your life, save you money or improve your efficiency, save you time, all of those things that are important to people before you get into price. Because if you put your price out there, they're going to say yes or no in their minds in two seconds flat, they're going to determine whether that's right for them or not. But if they don't know the value that you're giving, if they don't know all of the stuff that you're providing, you're losing the sale for no reason. Yeah. Because it comes down to the need, the true need, and what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And eventually you want them to actually have the true need of what they're really looking for, that whole experience of whatever they're purchasing. Right. Well, and selling is just, it's providing solutions. That's what it is. Sometimes people don't recognize that they need it or, you know, that there is a gap in their, in their world, whatever that might be. Um, But I also truly believe that things come to you when you, when it's supposed to come to you. (laughs) So, you know. And when you come from a place of curiosity, you learn so much more and the, what they were looking at might not have the vision of what they could because they're making a decision based on what they know, not where they're going necessarily, right? Right. right. Well, and it's little things. It's like when you go out for dinner and asking, well, what's the most popular you know, item on the menu, right? When they ask you what you want, you ask them back. You learn so much from what they say. And it's, it's just asking one simple question, right? Yeah. What do you recommend and why? You know, they'll tell you why they recommend it. That's great. I've had the best dinners, the best wines, the word of mouth is everything today in selling. It really is. And I think it's 
people trust what other people say. So it is something as simple as asking, well, what do you recommend of a, of a server? You know, they know be- that's their area of expertise. They'll tell you, they'll steer you in the right direction. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I don't know how many times I've, I've learned this from my friend Kelly, that now I'll go to a restaurant and if I'm really stuck on two items, I'll say, choose your favorite out of the two. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I really get excited about seeing which one they're going to bring me. Because I would have been good with either, but I do it for the game of seeing what they would come back with. Right, right. Well, and that's that's a risk taker. You're a little badass. You do know that, right? A little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. But again, some people aren't comfortable with risk, right? And oftentimes we hold back. It's the same thing about engaging on social media or putting a comment out there. It's the same thing. We all have different levels of comfort zone. Yeah. That's a great one. (laughs) And I have to ask you, I recently read this, that um, this one sales approach that I had read about was someone was saying, you know, they were talking about the cost of investment. And the person said, you are making a decision on based your past experiences and your current place of where you are now. You are not looking at where you're heading and what your decisions will be moving forward. Right. And after he, this gentleman caught himself, he's like, yeah, because I'm, we're making judgments based on our previous sales um, approaches from mm-hmm. people coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at, something maybe we recently purchased whether mm-hmm. that transaction went well or not or it was an interaction versus transaction yeah so i i was very surprised to like when i was reading this in print that you are making decisions based on your current situation not right. on what that product or service will give you in the future with having that knowledge or that training that you've had Right. And that's why goal setting is so important, right? You need to be setting your goals monthly, one year, three year, five year, 10 year, because when you're presented with things, you think about it in terms of fitting into your goals and where you want to be in those timeframes. I I can't say enough about goal setting. Um, A girlfriend of mine, Michelle, she said, here, put it this way. If you, if your goal is to make it to Friday and the weekend, I can tell you, you're probably broke. If your goal, you know, if you're writing out your year goal, you know, you're looking at a hundred grand. If you're looking at a two-year goal, you're looking at 200 grand, right? And that type of thing. And I can tell you, I've, I've met some people that are absolute, they're fierce when it comes to keeping goals and writing out their goals and super, super, super successful. People who write out their goals are 10 times more successful in terms of financial gain than people who don't. And they're less likely to be distracted. Like, you know, squirrels and bright, shiny objects all around us all the time. But when people are focused and they, I like how you say chunk and plunk. I always tell people, move your to-do list into your calendar because otherwise it stays on the list and your calendar's blank thinking you have all this free time in the world. And your email dictate what you're doing today. Yeah, yeah. Leads for disaster. Well, it's funny because I believe that, you know, there are certain times that you should be picking up the phone and calling people. And I have a little jar with gold money in it, like gold chocolate money, but it's covered in gold. And I'll give those to clients as well. And I say, okay, here's the thing. You put that little jar in front of your computer and until you've made those calls, you can't move that little jar. 
Once those calls are made, you can move it. And at the end of the day, you put that jar back in front of your computer so that, you know, you make sure that you're chunking out that time because if you don't, you're not going to, you're simply not going to have the, the, the income coming in, right? So do they have to put in, like, is it an empty jar and then they have to put the coins no, in? I put the coins in them to yeah. remind them that they need to make the calls to make money. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That visual reminder again, right? Yeah. To have that visual in front of you that, you know, if you want money, it's right here, but right. if you don't make the calls, you don't get it. Well, and it's even, you know, your business plan or your goal sheet, all of that should be plunked right in front of you and, for, uh, you know, on your boards. You're seeing it every day to remind you that those are the goals so that when someone does come and present something to you, you're not thinking about it from the space that you're in today. You're thinking about how is this fitting into my future? which right is a completely different and is this money that I'm going to invest in this course or system or whatever it was that they were selling is that going to give me a return on investment as I move towards my future right lots here to think about for those who are listening and thinking about their sales but really when it comes down to goal setting you know I think people can sometimes be scared to write down their goals. And I tell them, you know, when you write down your goal, it's out of your head, you actually make something tangible. Right. Well, and it's funny when I signed the book, I signed the book with dream big, push through fear and be badass in all that you do. Because we don't dream, dream big enough. We, you know, it's, it's interesting from salespeople are often given a goal every year. You know, if you're a professional salesperson working in the corporate world and typically it's a 10% increase, but companies will always give a stretch goal and that could be 15, 20, 25, whatever it is. Every time it's statistically proven that when you have a stretch goal, you will achieve it. And that's, you know, that's why it's so important to dream big because we don't dream big enough for ourselves. We don't set big lofty goals for ourselves we again we don't take that risk we kind of we're fearful and you know some they say you can be fearful of of success and I think it's true but we do have to push through the fear that we have that holds us back from all of the things that we know we could be doing that we should be doing that could get us to that big big goal yeah I often think when people are able to reflect they know exactly what is needed to be done, right? They have this gap between knowing and doing. And it really comes down to, okay, what is it going to take for me to move from knowing what I need to do to doing what I need to do? And sometimes that could be sales training, Mm -hmm. could be coaching, Mm -hmm. could be some self-reflection to say, okay, what's working, what's not working for me. Yeah. And it's really comes down to how bad do you want that money in the jar? Right. And making things happen. And, you know, I find all the time from, from a corporate point of view, not from an entrepreneurial point of view, but from a corporate point of view, oftentimes the sales leader says, okay, team, you're going in for sales training. And there's always at least one or two people with their arms crossed and their rolling eyes and, you know, know that they don't want to be there. There's always a group of people you can teach them everything, you lead them to water, but they're not going to drink. And then there's always those people that do the little extra that will work really hard because they know what their goal is. They know what their why is. They know what they want to do. And they'll, they'll take action. They'll just do it. 
So, yeah. Where do you think that resistance is coming from often? Oh, um, sometimes from ego. People think that they know it, everything, and they don't need anything, right? Yeah. Sometimes from lack of confidence, because that often shows up as ego. Right. Uh, uh, I think some of it comes from past experience, maybe childhood things, right? I think there's so much to be said for all that childhood stuff. Yeah. We interpret things as children that follow us and hold us back throughout our whole lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, if someone said, oh, yeah. you can't. And, oh, and I know what else. Those, uh, <laughs> we all have those little voices in the back of our head. We all have tapes that we say to ourselves that we don't realize everybody else has. And those tapes are, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I don't belong. I can't do this. You know, those tapes hold us back all the time but we all have the same tape. So I don't get it. You know, it's, yeah. I guess that's why I tell people that you need to recognize it. We're all the same. We all think we're. <laughs> and I, I think I just laugh when you say that, because I think people forget that everyone is, has this tape playing of mm-hmm. all these self-limiting beliefs that they've told themselves. And right. I find, and the reason I brought it up is I find resistance. So telling there's so much we can learn from that resistance Yes. That when we can tap into the resistance and show how that uniqueness and your, you know, badassery <laughs> can help you become a better sales person. Well, and that's what you specialize in, right? Is, is pushing people and, you know, through those, through those processes, those internal processes to see the other side. And I think it's, it's true. It is about resistance and we do resist we will always resist, but the problem, well, the problem, the thing is when we push through that fear, we do find tremendous success. And if you stay in the comfort zone, that's exactly what, that's all you're going to achieve is where you are. You're not Mm going to have that success that comes after pushing through that resistance. So Jackie, would you share with us one of the greatest fears that or resistances that you've pushed through personally? (sighs) Yeah, there's been so many. Um, hmm. Well, let's see. What are I when I first started off in sales, I was awful. Like I was really awful because what I was I was cold calling back in the day, and I had to you know uh, knock on doors and I was selling time clocks. You know those where you put the card in and it tell you know yeah those. So people didn't need those every year. Let me tell you. And I got a lot of no's and a lot of rejection and a lot of, you know, doors slammed in my face. And eventually it just ate away at me until I, I started, well, the worst part was I was on a draw. So the company would give me an income, but I had to sell enough time clocks to make it up or I owed them money, which is not a good position. I just sank lower and lower and lower. And it, it got to the point where all I was doing was going in in the office, shuffling around some paper and then going, oh, I'm going up to do my sales calls now. And I wasn't, I was going home and I was sitting on the couch watching TV. I was lying to myself. I was lying to my employer. I was compromising my integrity. I was, you know, crippling my values that I believed in. And it just went downhill from there. And I think one of the fears that I had was, you know, I quit my job as as a result of that because I didn't want to be found out. And I had to push through the fear of going back into that pattern again. 
starting with a new job and I changed my mindset. And that's why I think mindset's so important and saying, mm-hmm. I can do this. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, they say no, so what? I mean, is that really that bad, right? And I think when I open up my mindset and I push through that fear, that's when the right people came into my life to mentor me, to push me into a different direction. And, and my world just exploded. I became top performer at every company I ever worked at after that. So yeah, that's probably my biggest, that was my fear. It was getting off the couch and, and getting back on the horse again to try and be successful. You know, cause I certainly at that point in time, I would have easily, you know, going back to anything but selling right anything at that point anything you know yeah and I think you know there's that imposter syndrome like you mentioned you know the fear of being found out and I and I often like to tell people when they say that to me and I love your take but I often tell people that you know if you're in the practice of and you are focused on with the intention of serving and you're giving your best with the knowledge that you have to me that's not an imposter yeah yeah agreed I I think you know (laughs) I was guilty of it I felt like I had to have all of the certificates behind me before I, I I was good enough and I said to someone today actually I said you know what you have to remember that you are the expert in what you do not everybody knows what you know And you just have to have faith and confidence in yourself that you are good enough as is and that you do know more than they do. And that in itself is all that matters, right? Yeah, I I find that fascinating. And I agree with you. And for people listening and watching to really think about where did that story come from that you needed to have every single credential behind your name or every single certificate to me, unless you're my surgeon or doctor, you know, that um, where there's a college of an association of where they have to have competency credentialing and all that, really, um, you're not in a life and death situation most of the time. Are, are you showing up how you're, again, it comes back to integrity. Are you a person of your word? Are you committed to the end goal? Yeah. And, and I think it also comes back to your why, you know, you have to remember why, what is it that's driving you to do this? Because when you're feeling like an imposter, when you're feeling like you're not good enough, and we have to, you know, understand that as women, you know, we've kind of been conditioned this way along, you know, as little girls, oh, you know, yep. that, you know, stay within your little box. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I'm exaggerating, but I, you know, whereas boys are, you know, kind of, taught to be a little more assertive and taught to, you know, get out there and do it and you can do it, you know, go hit that baseball, you can do it, where we probably don't get as much of that. And, and that confidence gap, we need to recognize that. And, and again, that's where you're pushing through the fear just to know that you are, you are good enough, you are the expert, just life experience alone gives you you know but we need to believe in ourselves as women we need to you know sure there are we have more roadblocks i still believe i'm sorry for putting that out there but i think we have more roadblocks and more challenges they do exist i think there are biases out there for sure and you know i i think we just need to learn how to gain respect and keep pushing forward and take those little risks of whether it's being assertive or speaking up 
being courageous in those little things that we can do that make a difference. And step by step, every day you take a little baby step. Eventually you turn around and go, wow, look what I did. I'm pretty good. Yeah. That's my take on it. Well, you know, you mentioned, we mentioned in your bio that you do some women empowerment speaking. You tell us a little bit more about what that is and why is it important to you? Oh, it's so important to me. The reason that I do it is because I call it, I grew up in the construction industry. I was one of the first, if not the only female sales rep in, in the construction industry for years. And believe me, it was, you know, and even as a business owner, there were, you know, there were very few of us as business women, you know, women business owners there are a few things that happen. You know, there are little games that are played. There are little comments that are made. There are little roadblocks that you have to overcome. And, and I think there's a way, you know, we, we can't play the woman card. We, we just can't. That's not the proper way to do it. If you want to really see success in your career and navigate and be more successful, it's really about earning respect. And I try to teach people, you know, how they can earn that respect and still follow their values, their integrity, to be all that, to be badass, to be authentic, to not shy away from certain situations, to have the courage to, to say things, to speak up. And, you know, I, I don't know, there's just so many things. It could be little things like as women, we shouldn't walk into a room with a bunch of bags and a purse and, you know, carry one. You look, you look, you look like you're disorganized and, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and what does that, you know, where does that go in someone's mind? Oh, look at, they can't even, you know, look how disorganized they look. And then you yeah. think, oh, well, then it leads to, oh, well, they can't be very good at work if they're not organized. And, oh, I don't know if I'd want them on my team if that's, you know, little things, little things that can make a tremendous difference in how you're. I had an opera singer once tell me that as women, we need to put on our fierceness on the inside. Yeah. she's great and to walk heel toe as we walk into a room what it does is it throws our shoulders back we look and walk more confidently and that is you know people look at that and go wow right instead of you know kind of heel toe and shoulders down there's 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 physiological things that we can you know physical things that we can do to to really own who we are yeah. And that's the kind of stuff. And it's important to me because those roadblocks do exist. There's some young, you know, I'm part of the Canadian Mentorship Network of Canada and I, I network or I mentor young women and, and politics, you know, I wish I knew at 20 what I know today yes. about politics in the, in the corporate world. Oh my gosh. Right. And so it's important to me to give these, these young, brilliant minds a step. A step ahead of, you know, avoiding different circumstances or experiences, and giving that then that extra boost that they need to to really shine. So, what would be one thing you would tell your twenty year old self? Mm. Trust your gut. Trust your trust your intuition, mm-hmm. and um, and live your life with courage. Very, very powerful. Jackie, we're coming to the end of the interview. I could, I could talk to you all <laughs> for a number of hours here, um, but I know we have to wrap things up. I have two final questions for you. Actually, probably third. I always have to have one more. Um, what is one book 
and making sure you're raising your book here. Okay. Um, that has profoundly made a difference in your life that you would highly recommend. Well, that's easy. Here's my book. The Badass Guide to Superstar Selling. Awesome, awesome, love it. See, I have to get the process up. The one book is Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's still one of the top selling books after what, I think it's been a century. (laughs) You know, it is because getting people to ask questions. uh, When you ask people questions and get them talking about themselves, that's when they like you the most. It's simple, simple stuff, but it's the best advice ever. Dale Carnegie, I wish, you know, yeah, brilliant. And the next question I have for you, which no guest is ever given ahead of time to prepare, Uh what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Um, It's rich from the inside out. It's being true to myself, being authentic, not wearing a mask, uh, setting limits and boundaries for myself, being courageous, being able to speak up and say what I need to say instead of bearing it and keeping it inside. And I think that's the biggest thing, at least for me, living rich from the inside out. It's it's just being me, just being me, the real me, not the me that we put up to the world, not the me that other people want us to, to hear or, you know, not putting out the, the verbiage that, you know, they expect, but just being me. Yeah. Absolutely. Love that definition, Jackie. Thank you so much. And my final, of course, is how can people stay in touch with you? How can they get the book? And um, just soak up a little bit more, Jackie. Oh, well, thanks, Deborah. You're great. Uh, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn under Jackie Rainforth, right? Just look me up. I'm there all the time. I probably drive you crazy. But like I said, I do three posts, sales tip posts a day and one video a week. The other thing you can do is you can go to rainmakersgroup.ca. You can get my book either on Amazon or if you use the code BADASS, <laughs> you can get it on the website, rainmakersgroup.ca, and it's under the book page. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jackie, for coming Thank on the show. You. Thank you for having me. So many different nuggets with us today. Oh, good. <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Really fun. Thank you. And we'll have all those in the link, uh, the show notes here down below. We're going to have links to her social media so you don't miss those little training tips here and there and get to know Jackie, get a hold of her book. We're going to make sure all of that's here for you. Thank you for joining us on the Millionaire Woman Show. I'd love for you to also go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where right now you can get your three-part mini course. I'm not sure how long I'm going to keep it up there. I'm going to change things up here soon where you can develop making habits that stick. So you build focus and consistency in what you're doing to knock those goals out of the park. As you know, Jackie said, setting those goals. So we want to help get those habits in place that are going to help that stick for you. Also, I'd love for you to go over to iTunes, your favorite podcast player, over to YouTube, subscribe, rate and review so that more people can hear about the Millionaire Woman Show and share this episode with anyone that you know who needs to push through imposter syndrome to, you know, get into social selling and interact with others. There's so many huge nuggets that if you just take one thing and implement it, that you know you can have a substantial change 
in your life, your business, or even in organization, pay attention to the tips. They can be used um, in whatever area of your life that you are currently in. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks again to Jackie. Make sure you go out, be courageous, be a badass, and make things happen. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And on behalf of Jackie and myself, go out and have a great day. Thank you.